Get commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now if you visit msubookstore.org. Free regalia? When you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore, you can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org. ESPN Radio. Welcome back. Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. I'm Coulter Nuanas coming to you through the ESPN MT studio here at the Missoula Broadcasting Company. Appreciate you for joining us here on this Tuesday evening. Crazy that it's getting dark outside now. So, one of the only, I, I love the evolution of time, the seasons, the way that uh, things ebb and flow. One of the only things I don't like about it getting into the winter, and don't get me wrong, I love the fall, I love the winter, I love it all. Bring me the extremes, I like it when it's freezing cold, love it when it's super hot. One thing I don't like is when the, sh- the sun is fully down before the show's even over, and then you walk outside and it's pitch black already. That part, it just uh, it's a time warp. But either way, hope you're having a great start to your evening. It seems like I'm saying afternoon at 5 o'clock until about right now, and now it seems like evening because the sun's uh, already going down. But here we are. Uh, as the world turns. Missing anything in the first hour of the show, you can always find it on the Nuanas Now podcast, probably presented by Blackfoot Communications. Visit goblackfoot.com for any and all of your small business needs. In-office networking. Fiber and anything in between. The Nuanas Now podcast also presented by the M Store, where they're all grizz all the time, and the MSU Bookstore, Best place for blue and gold anytime you're on the Montana State campus. Can't make it in? Visit msubookstore.org. Grizz soccer. I'd say probably a, a little bit of a disappointment to tie Eastern Washington on Thursday. I know they thought they had a lot of missed opportunities, but certainly not a loss. So you can certainly live with that. And then they had the, their uh, showdown with Idaho. Idaho probably had the, the most competitive and uh, impressive non-conference slate of Big Sky teams other than Montana. And then Montana, very impressive against the Vandals. A 2-0 victory in Moscow on Sunday. Our Grizz soccer segment, Andrew Houghton contributing. And we are in the conference play. Montana Grizzlies soccer team getting the Big Sky Conference schedule off to a good start on the road last week. Drew Eastern Washington 1-1 and then beat Idaho 2-0 in the Kibbe Dome. Uh, so four points from the opening weekend of Big Sky Conference play for the Montana Grizzlies soccer team. Joining us now, Grizz head coach Chris Chitovitsky. Joining us, as always, for his weekly segment here on Nuanez Now. Coach, thanks for joining us. Happy to be here. Let's do it. Well, let's just start with, with last week, and you talked a lot about Going into conference, you don't really know what to expect. You can't take anything out of the non-conference schedules for these teams. You guys had to go on the road to get things started. How do you feel about coming out with those four points? Yeah, a little frustrated with the Eastern game, but again, really happy with uh, the way that they took the coaching points out to the game and how we applied things for, for Idaho. And Honestly, to get four points out of that first week, um, everybody always wants maximum points, but we'll take it. It's a good start. Uh, nice to be back at home for these next couple ones and then hopefully clinch a playoff spot here soon enough and then just focus on trying to win the whole thing. Four points for the Montana Grizzlies soccer team puts them in a big tie for third in the Big Sky Conference. Of course, Montana still has two games in hand 
on everybody else in the conference, or at least one game in hand on everybody else in the conference because they got the season started a little bit late because they skipped the first week of conference play. So Montana's only played two games. Everybody else in the conference has played at least three, and about half the other teams in the conference have played four. So to be sitting there with four points after just two games, looking pretty good for the Montana Grizzlies. Our weekly Grizz Soccer segment brought to you, as always, by Camby Taphouse. Go and check out Camby's two locations in the Garden City, one in the Sawmill District right across the street from the Missoula Paddlehead Stadium, and then the other right down there on South Higgins across from the Montana Grizzlies Soccer Stadium. Chris taking on Weber State on Thursday and Idaho State on Sunday this week. Call us right now if you want two tickets to that Thursday game. Montana first home conference game of the season taken on Weber State. We've got two tickets to that game as well as a $25 gift card to Cammie Taphouse. You can go spend it before or after that Weber State game. Call us right now. Caller number 3-406-888-1029 for your chance to win Grizz soccer tickets and a gift card to Cammie Taphouse. Chris, looking back to last week, just, just one more time, the Eastern Washington game. You guys were throwing everything at the net. You, they score early in the first half. You guys come back and get the equalizer in the second half, but you're not able to get the second goal. What was it like just just dealing with that frustration? I think you had about 25 shots in that game, but you weren't able to get the second goal. Yeah. Um, frustration ultimately was the fact that we weren't putting quality shots on goal, and so it was a ability component, and why isn't that piece working? Uh, and it just ended up feeling like one of those games that, you know, unless somebody just pulls something off here, it's not going to work. But I know the solution to it. I just can't give them the solution right now. Like, we need to go through a training session and a film session. So um, frustrating, but we also knew going into it that Eastern can score. Eastern do go up on teams, and then it's your job to try to find your way back into it. So um, we had met with them the day before and just said, listen, if you have an obsession of a clean sheet and trying not to get scored on and they score, you're going to panic. And we're going to have a mental moment all of a sudden, which I don't want. And so let's accept the fact that they're probably going to score. Um, they might score first. We're going to have to find our way back into the game and then potentially take the lead unless we get the job done early. And so they, they were prepared for it. Their response to it was extremely good. I love the way that we built. I love the way that we defended. So many things were good. It was just that final piece was missing. And like I said, I feel like we did a very good job fixing that for the Idaho game. Yeah, Montana did finish with 24 shots in that Eastern Washington game. Only six of them on goal, though. Abby Gerhart gets the equalizer in the second half on a ball that gets through to her at the back post. And then the marquee game, I think, maybe of the entire conference schedule. You guys going to play Idaho, and Idaho also had a really good non-conference schedule. They've got a lot of talent on that team. They had a very good season last year. You guys have to go play them in the Kibbe Dome. You get two goals in the span of a couple minutes in the first half, and they're almost identical goals with Ava Samuelson hitting a cross onto the head of Delaney Lou Shore for a header into the back of the net. What was it like just seeing you guys be able to, to pull off that pattern of play twice, have it work out twice, you make it stand up for a 2 to nothing win, and you, you get a huge win over, I think, one of the other really good teams in the conference? Oh, 100% agree. I think Idaho are tremendous this year. I think they play very well really organized. Um, before I even jump into the attacking, i got to say kudos to the team for their defensive shape. We spent a lot of time, again, in the in the scout prep with Ashley Herndon preparing that, understanding the patterns of play and what Idaho looked for, taking away the looks, making them all of a sudden have to struggle and how they want to build out. And if you watch both goals back about 30 seconds earlier, it comes from 
us forcing them into situations they're not comfortable with, turning the ball over, changing the point to the other side, which we knew with their narrow 4-4-2 diamond, if we swung to the other side, that Ava would be free or Mia would be free. And hence, getting the ball to Ava, her getting told you need to put crosses into the box in this game, and Delaney being shown film saying, look, these are the spots you need to be in. Because right now we're drifting out of the frame of the goal, which is why we're not scoring with you. Delaney in the right spot, Ava in the right spot, team defending correctly, changing the point. For that to happen twice and to lead to goals was one of the best things I've seen all year. Yeah, Delaney Lushore led the led the team, led the conference, in fact, in goals last season. She's so dangerous in the box, right, because she's, she's 5'10". She's really good in the air. Seems like this year you've had her are pulling back a lot into the midfield to serve as the target forward and build up to play the ball into her and get the attack started, which is fine, but then it's really hard for her to, to get back into those positions right in front of the six-yard box where she needs to be to finish those chances. Seemed like in this game, really making an effort to... to Put her in front of the goal a little bit more. Yeah, and squeezing her, so to speak, to, you know, I need you to get back into those goal-scoring spots because right now you're comfortable not getting into them or drifting out of them. And these are the locations that you know you're successful in. I mean, th- this is what Friday's practice went like. I pulled them in to show them film, but before we even started film, I showed every single player in that forward unit, this is your recruiting video. Here are three clips that you scored that I watched, right, on film. And he are Skyly Thompson as a junior in high school. This is what you did. This is what you did, Delaney, right, when you were a senior or junior in high school. Looked at all of their recruiting videos together and said, look at the way that you were playing and what you can do. That's why I recruited you. That's what I need to see, right? Like, I need those players here right now. And then obviously looked at film from the game and just said, let's go out there. Let's fix these things. And became very specific with them, too, that actually set goals. Like, Delaney was told, you need to get one header on target, which is going to force her into the frame of the goal as well with her movement. One header on target per hive and one shot on goal per hive. I need to see those two things before you come off at hive time. And so they went into it knowing exactly what they had to do, how they had to do it. The outside backs were told, I need two crosses from the left, two quality crosses from the right before the hive is done. I don't care who puts them in, but I need to see them. And so it was nice for them to take those direct instructions and say, I will execute my task exactly how you want me to do it to the best of my ability. If I can pull it off, awesome. If I can't, at least I tried. And... It just it simplified everything for them and allowed them to just focus on those pieces and get them done. And then you guys make it stand up in the second half of that Idaho game. Idaho has 19 shots in that game, eight of them on target. Ashlyn Dvorak makes makes eight saves, including a really good one near the end where she comes out and, and makes herself really big. I think she guys saved she saved you guys a point at the end of the Eastern Washington game by making a really similar save in a one on one situation, just coming out and, and making herself big and deflecting the ball off her chest. What have you seen in the continued growth of, of Ashlyn Dvorak these last couple of weeks, the redshirt freshman goalkeeper from Billings? Uh, it just makes you smile, right? Um, she, <laughs> she, she's very good at what she does. Her personality is coming out even more. Um, and she just seems to be growing in confidence, while I think it's important to say also keeping her feet on the ground. Um, my highlight of the game is we had just scored the second goal and the camera kind of pans onto the team, which is celebrating. You see Ashlyn run all the way across the field. She runs over to Kayla, who's involved in a build-up at some point, gives her a high five. She runs over to Ava, makes sure she gets direct eye contact with her to tell her how proud she is of her. She then beelines over to two, um, our, goal scorer, uh, our goal scorer, Delaney Lou, does the same thing with her, puts her arm around her, and she bounces over to Maddie Dinner, who helped us turn over the ball. It's just her leadership is starting to come out, and to see that kind of stuff 
from a redshirt freshman is exceptionally impressive because it shows you the kind of glue that she can be for this team when it comes to being a um, leader by example on the field. And so, again, I, I know I say this every single week. I'm just extremely excited for her future and how good she's going to be here. No, well, I ask about her every single week because it's showing up on the tape and, and in the games that she's getting better and better every week. Chris Chitavitsky, head coach of the Montana Grizzlies soccer team, joining us. Grizz back at home this week. We've already given you a chance to win two tickets to their game against Weber State Thursday at South Campus Stadium. Keep listening later in the week. We'll give you a chance to win two tickets as well as a $25 gift card to Canby Taphouse to their Sunday game against Idaho State, also at South Campus Stadium. Chris, let's talk about those two games. Weber State coming in here on Thursday. Uh, two points from four conference games. They're 0-2-2. They still don't have a win on the season. Uh, and Idaho State tied with you guys on four points, but they've played four conference games. They've got a win and a draw in four games. What are you expecting from those teams? I would say both teams need to get a result. And so unlike when you start the season and you play Eastern and Eastern, you know, trying to feel it out, and we're trying to feel it out. It's our first game. Maybe there's a bump in there. Once you get four games in, if you haven't won a game, you desperately need to win one. And so there's a all of a sudden heightened sense of emotion from them because there's all of a sudden desperation in it as well. And the goal is to not get um, into a slugfest at that level. Don't let the game become emotional. We have to execute our game plan. Uh, we have to know that they're going to come out swinging, trying to get a result because they desperately need one. And if we can just break through once, we should be able to break through twice, three times, and then the game all of a sudden starts falling apart. But um, we need to, first and foremost, stay as professional as possible and do our jobs to the best of our ability and not get sucked into just a game which is going to go end-to-end. And we did that too many times last year. Yeah, I mean, you think that's going to manifest itself as, as they're going to be desperate to attack rather than trying to, to play, you know, a low block and try to keep you guys off the board and try to at least get a point. Yeah, exactly. Well, maybe they go low block, but if the game's close in the middle or towards the end, I think they start throwing numbers for it because they need to get a result, right? You've got to start picking up points. If we were four games in and only on two points, I'd be saying, hey, we're coming out swinging. Like, we need something out of this one. There you go. Montana Grizzlies soccer head coach Chris Chitovitsky joining us as he does every week to break down the Grizz soccer team. Coach, anything else that you wanted to mention before we get you out of here? Uh, just a shout-out to Ava. I think Ava Samuelson is playing brilliantly right now. Her quality of crosses were just absolutely phenomenal at Idaho. And next to her, you got Charlie Boone and Lee Borseth, who I think need to be start being given pretty quality shout-outs to because amazing defenders right now. Go back and watch the two goals from the Idaho game that the Montana Grizzlies scored. Perfect crosses from Ava Samuelson for both. And what's so impressive, the first one, she beats the defender down the left and then is able to put in a great cross on the move, puts it right on Delaney Lou Shore's exactly. head. Second one, they're giving her time and space in the midfield because they don't want Ava Samuelson to run by the defender. You just can't give her that amount of, of time and space on the ball in midfield. She picks her head up, takes a step, puts another perfect cross because they're not pressuring her right on the head of Delaney Lou Shore. So it's really pick your poison right now uh, is the choice that Montana's young left back is giving defenses. Again, the Grizz beat Idaho 2 to nothing in Moscow on Sunday to close out a four-point weekend. They'll be back at South Campus Stadium this week. Weber State on Thursday, Idaho State on Sunday. It's Chris Chitovitsky joining us as he does every week to break down the Grizz soccer team. Coach, appreciate your time as always. Good luck this week. Good talking with you. Thank you. Appreciate Chris Chudovitsky. Appreciate Andrew Houghton for our continued coverage 
of Grizz Soccer. If you haven't noticed, there's a few reasons why we ramped up our soccer coverage around here. First of all, Andrew's a soccer aficionado. He certainly knows the nuances of the game very, very well. It's also, if you haven't noticed, the biggest sport on planet Earth, even if it's still gaining traction in America. But it's certainly a sport that's on a rapid rise here in Missoula. High school soccer, club soccer, it's definitely, definitely really gained some traction. It's not just in Missoula. It's around the state of Montana as well. Bozeman also has a vibrant high school and club soccer uh, culture. And Grizz soccer in general, it's, it's one of the best things going in terms of on the national level, college teams uh, competing at a really high level. I mean, the SCS is a great level, and it's cool to have the Montana schools you know, amongst the top 15 or 20 teams all the time and true national championship contenders. But it's even more impressive to me when you're playing real true D1 like Grizz Soccer is, and you're still sort of in the national conversation. Like, Andrew, what's, what's Montana's RPI right now? I mean, they're a top 100 team, right? I believe they probably are still top 100. They're yeah. going to dip from that high of 52 just because nobody in the Big Sky Conference is top 100. Right, so uh, you're, you're getting wins over teams that are outside the top 100, so not your fault. But they, I mean, right. the point I mean, is they peaked at 52. It, right, SEC teams are playing SEC teams. You're playing Eastern <laughs> right. Washington, who's 200th, and you're drawing with them. That hurts you a lot, but there's nothing you can really do about it. Uh, we'll have to check. Regardless, the point is they're a nationally reputable program, and they're certainly one of the best programs in this region uh, for sure. So uh, a lot of reasons why, but it's just really fun. And Chris Chudovitsky is just a really fun guy uh, to talk to. Uh, here's what we're going to do. Take a little early break, and then we'll come back. We'll talk Grizz football for the rest of the show. The Cats are on a bye this week. It's going to be Grizz heavy. We have Bobby Houck and his thoughts on UC Davis coming up. Also have uh, just some players to watch and, and various other elements of this matchup as the Grizz go to Davis, California. And then... Uh, Sometime within the second hour here on Nuanas Now, we'll hear from Ronald Jackson. He's a defensive back for the University of Montana, a guy who transferred in from Akron, Ohio, a safety originally, but now he's playing corner. He has first pick uh, last uh, against Idaho State on Saturday. So uh, plenty of Grizz UC Davis talk coming up. Keep it right here. Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. Are you having a bad day? Did you get hurt and it wasn't your fault? Are you in trouble? No matter what has you down, you can take action and help yourself by letting Schulte Law Firm help you. Schulte Law Firm litigates injury, criminal, and civil matters, providing expert advocacy in any situation. Here with Dwight Schulte from Schulte Law Firm. And Dwight, your father founded Schulte Law Firm in 1987 and since then has mediated more than 3,000 family law and divorce cases. Why is he so good at that sort of law? Well, he is a smart and patient man. A lot of situations where you find yourself in need of attorney are a high conflict situation. And it's really important. And it's a a tenet of our firm that we work through litigious issues in a collaborative way. It's important at Schulte Law Firm that when we're litigating these very serious issues that impact people's lives, that we do so in a way that provides the best representation and the best result to our clients. And what we have found is that the best way to do that is to litigate these issues effectively while doing so with a high degree of professionalism. We can have these disagreements without making it personal. Visit jshultilaw.com. Oh! He's new on his now on 
105.9 ESPN Missoula. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. I'm not even sure that I like this song. I, it just it just is so haunting. It's certainly good because it's memorable and it gets stuck in your head. The guys over the trail always play it. 103.3 The Trail Montana's Quality Rock. If you're ever inclined to change the radio station, I shall allow it. You can go one do- notch up the dial to 103.3 right here from 102.9. But uh, a little Flora Cash here uh, on this Tuesday. Welcome back. Nuana's now. ESPN Radio. SWX Montana Television and the ESPN MT app. Big shout out to Shine Auto Detailing. They were recently named Montana's best detail shop again, and it's no surprise. They have over 220 five-star reviews. That's actually more reviews than all the detail shops combined. And Shine Auto Detailing, they're celebrating by giving the next three callers to their shop. Don't call here, call them. $50 $50 gift cards. If you want a great experience with car detailing, call Shine Auto Detailing right now. 406-207-3599 to get a $50 gift card. That's 406-207-3599. Shine Auto Detailing. Call now. First thing I want to ask you, Andrew, the Big Sky Conference for football, there's only three games this week. NAU's at Weber State. Uh, Sac State, Cal Poly play, and then uh, Montana's at UC Davis. So that means the other six teams in the league have buys. Then that's the case again the week of October 21st. This is, is this new? Did I miss this? Has there, there been any talk about this? Did, did they just decide to finally make the buys equitable and just have them in the middle of the season? Because it used to be that a different team or two were on a buy each week. And sometimes you'd get these terrible buys where it was like week three. And sometimes you'd also get these terrible buys where it's like week 11 and you're already so busted up you can't use it. But now it's like week six and week eight is when everybody on the big skies and buys. Have you heard anything about this? Was this a tactful thing? I feel like they would have announced it if I they did like it I feel like it would purpose. be too, especially because it's certainly something that the coaches have complained about. And, and anytime, it definitely makes sense. Anytime there's something coaches complain about that then the league changes, they love to talk about how they've changed it. And so I don't know. I'm going to send some emails and texts out because I was just, I don't know. I was, thro- I was thrown off by this. So it's a it's a light Big Sky slate this week with just three games. But one of them is a top 20 matchup, and I actually think it's an enormous matchup for both teams involved. You, you never want to count your chickens b- before the eggs hatch, but given the schedule that Montana has coming up and what we've seen out of the Grizzlies so far, they need to bank as many wins as they possibly can before they get in the meat of that schedule that includes having to go to Idaho and having to host Sac State and having to host the Cats and having to, to go to a, an upstart spunky Portland State team as well. The Grizz need to win seven D1 games. That means they need to get to 8-3 and three to absolutely be in the playoffs because they have the D2 game against Ferris State. Now, I'm inclined to believe that a 7-4 and four Grizz team that one of the wins is D2, would still probably get in the playoffs because of tradition, pedigree, and the ability to draw for a home game in the first round of the playoffs. What if that makes you the sixth or seventh team in the Big Sky this year, though? No, that's exactly right. And, see, I think that the Big Sky could get seven teams into the bracket this year. And that's, at the same time, a compliment to the Big Sky and a referendum on the rest of the FCS. 
But I just think Montana's always going to be a, a team where they're if they're on the bubble, they're going to have a better chance of getting in than anybody else that's on the bubble. UC Davis, for example, got left out last year in lieu of Montana, even though they had very similar resumes. All that said, Montana's going to uh, first of all, Montana's a three and a half point underdog going to UC Davis this week, but they're going to be a decided underdog in Moscow. They might even be a home dog when Sac State comes to town. And if the game was played in the next week or two, they're absolutely going to be a home dog against the Cats. So, you know, I mean, I think you think that Northern Colorado is going to be a win. You hope that at Portland State's going to be a win, but that's not going to be as easy as maybe we thought it would be back in July. But it just makes this game so huge. Huge game. A couple huge games, too, right? Because Northern Arizona and Weber State, both of those teams kind of need that win, or at least Weber State definitely does with the way that they're looking right now. Uh, But, yeah, man, we said it last week going into it. The Grizz are essentially in a playoff race. Now. Right now. And it started with the Idaho State game. And make no mistake. It's crazy that they're in a playoff race, even though they've only actually lost one game. But that's how much the play in the D2 game hurts you. It does. And I it's know true. Bobby Houck said after the Ferris State game that he said he was cool when the, when the athletic department came to him and asked if they could schedule a D2 game. His only problem was that it was the D2 game. Sure. But really scheduling a D2 game puts you behind the eight ball. I lost you there. I think your mic went out again. Regardless, uh, it does put you behind the eight ball. Schedule a, t- a D2 game certainly puts you behind the eight ball. And again, sometimes we like to pro- project these things like all these games are played on paper. The Grizz played awful against Northern Arizona, and they have not looked that like world beaters at pr- pretty much any time during this season. But you never know when a t- team could completely turn it. I just think if you go to Davis to get a win, now you take confidence into the game in Idaho, even though you're going to be a decided underdog, and maybe you can embrace being an underdog. We'll see. But this is a giant game because UC Davis has been consistent, consistently competitive, but also had a hard time breaking into that top tier. They had the great year in 2019 where they shared the Big Sky title. Jake Mayer was the quarterback, and he was one of the best quarterbacks the league's seen in the last handful of years. Keelan Doss was a guy who caught over 300 balls during his career there at UC Davis and went on to play in the NFL. Tim Plow is the offensive coordinator, and he he used that springboard to get to Boise State. And the program was riding high. Well, since then, they've been fine. They've been right there on the playoff bubble, but they haven't been to re, be able to recapture that true championship form that they had. Davis has a bunch of good players, which we're going to get into some of those guys here uh, in just a minute. But for Montana, in the national landscape, the arc of your program, even though Davis is a very solid Big Sky Conference team, you got to be better than Davis. Go to Davis and get rolled up on, the noise is going to start just crushing you. Go to Davis, get rolled up on, and then go to the Kibbe Dome and get rolled up on. Now you're going to your bye week, you're completely licking your wounds, and you're in, you're in like plug the holes in the ship mode rather than let's ride some momentum and get back on track. You win at Davis, and then it, whatever happens in Moscow happens, and then you can get your bye week. You go get right against Northern Colorado. You enter November, and you're still in control of your own destiny. I just think that that makes this a huge game, and Bobby Houck knows it. Here's Bobby Houck with a little bit of sprinkling of Tyler Flink, senior linebacker, from Monday's press conference. This is our first look. It's presented by Town Pump. Town Pump. Proudly presenting Brawl of the Wild by the Mile. We'll give you a $50 gift card from Town Pump 
tomorrow. But here's a first look at the Grizz game at UC Davis on Saturday. You know, we're going down there to play. Uh, Davis is a very good, talented football team. They uh, play good defense. They have good players at every level. Um, Connors, Eaton, Tattersall, they, they make a lot of plays. Uh, <laughs> offensively, they're very diverse. They're multiple. Um, we expect them to be up-tempo. It's going to be 90 degrees, so that'll that's an issue. Um, they're always good in the kicking game, and that's, uh, as usual this year, they're good. So um, they're really a complete football team, and, and it'll be a tall test for us to try to go down there and get a win. Bob, you mentioned UC Davis being really multiple uh, offensively. In the past, they've run a lot of different stuff with their tight ends and the way that they pre, pre-snap use their tight ends. Is, is that similar this year? Yeah, they, they've got a lot of pre-snap movement and different formations. You know, it's it's not a lot of different pers- personnel groups, but it's a lot of different formations. Pre- preparing for that, I mean, what are the challenges of that when they do show you so many pictures? Well, I, you know, it's not totally uncommon. Um, I mean, people are, there's a lot of motion shifting going on in college football in this day and age. Uh, very, Actually, very few people line up and just play where they start. Uh, but it's something we struggled with two weeks ago. Didn't handle it very well and, and got out of sorts and gave up some plays. So it's got to be a point of focus for us. And, and Ty, from your mind, I mean, what is it like preparing for a team that does show you a whole bunch of stuff pre-snap? I think our coaches do a great job reminding us that we just have to do our 111th every play. Um, if you do that and get a line right, it'll uh, it'll go your way, but you have to make sure you do your 111th, and they do a great job uh, getting us ready to do that. Coach, you mentioned that part, just playing assignment football and then you know doing your 111th, especially defensively. You said you thought you did a better job of it on Saturday. Did you see that when you watched the, the film back? Yeah, I thought it was vastly better in terms of you know not, guys not getting out of sorts and and busting trying to do too much or not doing their job so yeah it was good um obviously there's always room to improve and we're going to work on that uh, miles hastings uc davis's quarterback i mean he was the first team all-conference quarterback a year ago what, what do you think made him that and, and what have you seen on on film from him this year he's he's consistent you know i i think i think the best thing he does is he knows what he's doing and he's a consistent football player and and you know it's the wild ups and downs you know it's not a it's not a guy that can make a great play somewhere it's a guy that can consistently move the ball and help the team uh, be productive and that's I think that's his best feature going from uh, you know Hawkins to a Hawkins maybe a little unique in, in back-to-back weeks um, you know I know coaches you know will talk about you know common opponents and stuff is there something in those conversations that can be gleaned from something that's not on film that you need to be kind of worried about, whether it's, I don't know, signals or anything like that? Well, yeah, when you see people in person, you know, we haven't played Davis since 2019. So it's it's got like a non-conference feel to it. It's like a team you've never played before. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm sure they spent a couple hours on the phone on, on Sunday. That'd be a question for them. Ask, let me know what he says. <laughs> All right. Uh, what do you remember, uh, you know, from that trip down there? Obviously, that was kind of, you know, a big game uh, for you guys as a program. So, just thoughts on going back to that venue in 2018? Yeah. Or was it 19? 19. 19. Yeah, they were here in 18. Um, <clears throat> I remember two things really about it. I mean, I remember some plays and such from the game, but uh, I thought we had a good team that was getting better, and they were ranked number three in the country, I believe. 
and they just come out. They, they lost by a point or a field goal or something in uh, in Fargo the week before. They were and they were pretty highly regarded. Pretty good memory there by Coach Alk. In fact, UC Davis was number four last time Montana played him, but still uh, certainly was uh, a highly regarded team. Uh, they were. I, I misspoke as well. I said that their Big Sky Championship had come in 2019. It actually come in 2018 uh, when they shared the Big Sky title. So then coming into 2019, UC Davis uh, was highly ranked in the preseason. They went and gave Cal all they could handle. Then they beat a uh, playoff-bound San Diego team. Then they uh, beat Lehigh, who was a uh, also a playoff team that year. And then they went to Fargo, and they lost 27-16 to NDSU. And then the following week, Montana, in their Big Sky opener, thrashed UC Davis, 45-20. to The Grizz won that game. Crazy to think back on what the Grizz looked like back then compared to what they look like now. That game was the first game where I was like, oh, man, Dalton Sneed's a pro. This guy's going to play football after college. I don't know what level, but he's going to play football after college. He was spinning it that day, threw for 268 yards and five touchdowns. Marcus Knight had 91 yards and a touchdown on the ground. Sammy Akim, six catches for 97 yards. Samari Torre, four catches for 67 yards. Jerry Louis McGee scored two touchdowns. Uh, Akim, Torre, Louis McGee, and Bryson Deming all got in the end zone with passing uh, scores. And uh, at that exact moment, the Grizz looked like an absolute juggernaut. Crazy to think that the Grizz were also number 17 in the country at the time of that victory, but they quickly vaulted into the top 10. And I would argue, actually, that 2019 season was the high watermark uh, of this Grizz football team under Bobby Houck since his return. It's either 2019 or 2021. Those are the two sort of uh, seasons that the Grizz have then since been uh, chasing last year and now uh, this year. So we'll see. Uh, but certainly an early, early conference game last year was a huge launching point for Montana Maybe it could be again. We'll keep on talking. Grizz, UC Davis, give you some players to watch for the Aggies. And we'll also hear from Ronald Jackson, a cornerback for the University of Montana, our Grizz Star of the Week. That's next. Keep it right here. Nuanda's Now, ESPN Radio. This is Nuwana's Now on 102.9 ESPN Radio, Missoula. This is like the trail hour here on Nuwana's Now. Welcome back. ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the uh, ESPN MT app. I was driving around a bunch today, so I was listening on the trail, of course, and, uh, you know, just got in the mood. Some rainbow kitten surprise, some flora, uh, and and some uh, Mount Joy. Appreciate you for tuning in. If you missed anything in the uh, show, you can always find it on the Nuanas Now podcast, probably presented by Blackfoot Communications, the M Store, and... The MSU Bookstore. Let's keep on looking at UC Davis. Aggies, uh, they have some they have some great talent, and they have some reputable names around the league. Davis is, uh, it's such an interesting deal being an affiliated school in football only because they're not in the, the lexicon or the consciousness of Big Sky Conference fans or, or media except for during football season. And then when it comes to the unbalanced schedule in the Big Sky, they, you have all these scenarios where teams just don't play each other forever. The Grizz and UC Davis have not played each other since before the pandemic. That's crazy. Think about how much has changed in that amount of time. UC Davis, though, a lot of what they do has been pretty consistent. Dan Hawkins likes to run a variety of, of different formations. 
He likes to play multiple tight ends and move them all around, but but they're like not necessarily ground and pound as much as they have one sort of traditional tight end and another H tight end, so they like to flex guys out, and they, they will spread you out a little bit. They've had some great tight ends over the years, and right now they have, I'm not going to say the best quarterback in the Big Sky Conference, but the guy that's been the most consistently good in the Big Sky Conference. I think that when Javadi McCoy at Idaho hits his ceiling, uh, he's he's really, really hard to stop. Guys like Caden Bennett at Sac State and Dante Sachere at Portland State are electric, especially when they get going with their legs. Same thing with Sean Chambers and Tommy Millat at Montana State. There's a bunch of really great dual-threat guys. Miles Hastings is the best non-dual-threat quarterback in the league and the guy that probably is the best overall decision-maker. That's what they want out of him in their offense, and that's what they want him to um, bring is consistency. Don't make a bunch of mistakes. That's what made him the first-team all-league quarterback a year ago. Bobby Houck pointed that out in the last segment. Hastings is 6'1", 195. He... uh, Threw for more than 3,000 yards, 20 touchdowns, and just six picks last year. This year, he's already thrown five picks, so maybe uh, a little bit of a, I don't want to say regression, but he certainly made a few more mistakes. But Hastings certainly a player to watch for UC Davis. His consistency is smarts. Uh, he's going to keep Davis in most, if not all, games. Uh, his top target, probably Trent Tompkins. Tompkins is a familiar name. He's a guy that's been all league before. He, uh, he leads the team in catches, 29 catches for 197 yards, but just one touchdown so far this season. Their primary offensive weapon is Lars Larson, who's a, a a guy that's an excellent running back, but also a great pass catcher out of the backfield. That's the other thing that Davis does as prevalently as anybody in the league is throw the ball to the running back. Alonzo Gilliam was one of the leading pass catchers in the league for the last four years and also is one of the best backs in the league, period. Uh, you know, between the tackles, runner, and also a guy who could get out on the perimeter and hurt you. And Larison was was that guy this year. Uh, but he's been, he had 255 yards rushing uh, two weeks ago. But then he was knocked out of that game. He didn't finish that game. And it, it looks like he could be out for the season. The Sacramento B was saying he might be out for the season, but they weren't able to confirm that directly. If Larison's out, I don't know who's the next man up, but that's a huge loss for Davis. He's, I think he's the best. How do you say this? He's the most versatile running back in the conference. I think there's a lot of really good up-and-coming backs in the conference, but I think Larison's probably the best pass-catching, sort of uh, well-rounded back in the big sky. So they're going to have to figure out a way to replace him. The thing, though, that I think you think UC Davis, you think Dan Hawkins, you think offensive team, team that's going to score a bunch of points, a team that plays a finesse style. That's not all the way true. UC Davis actually has one of the better combinations of offensive and defensive lines in the league. Their offensive line is very good. I think their center and their guards are excellent, as Coach Houck pointed out in uh, the interview we did with him. Uh, Jake Parks, their offensive guard, uh, is I think he's the best guard in the league. I think he's the best pro prospect as an interior offensive lineman in the big sky. He's a guy that was an All-American as a freshman and a sophomore. Then he got hurt, and he sort of fell out of the conversation. But now he's back, and he's playing his senior year, so he's a very good player. I also think they have some great talent on the defensive front seven. Zach Kennedy was a first-team All-Conference guy a year ago. He's 6'6", 250, and he definitely he can move up and down, both play inside and outside, 
and uh, he's a guy that certainly deserved to be on the preseason All-League team. Nick Eaton is a guy that plays really physical at the linebacker spot as well. Uh, he's a guy that uh, has been around forever because of the COVID and the medical redshirt and all that stuff he's had multiple years of eligibility. He's, he's been there since 2018, and now he's finally playing uh, his senior year. And then the star of the show defensively for UC Davis is Rex Cotters. He's an All-American at, at uh, defensive back. He was excellent last year, Jerry Rice Award finalist. You won't be able to miss him. He wears number four, and he moves all over the place. He plays a little safety, a little box linebacker, all sorts of stuff. So Davis certainly has some talent. It's time now for a Grizz Star of the Week. It's presented by Ryan and Miller Law. Ryan and Miller Law, your Montana attorneys. We go to the Rangers Brothers RV phone line. Welcome in. New guest on the show, a young man we haven't talked to yet. I know it's always funny when we haven't met these guys yet in person, but they join us on the radio. It's Ronald Jackson. He's a defensive back there uh, at the University of Montana. RJ, thanks for joining us, man. How you doing? Uh, good. Thanks for having me. Of course, man. Happy to have you. Nice to meet you, at least via the telephone. And uh, congratulations on uh, a great start to your season. First of all, let's tell us about last week. Uh, you guys in the defensive secondary certainly got tested big time uh, with Idaho State throwing the ball as often as they did. And uh, you made a lot of plays on the ball, including your first career, your, your first interception as a Grizz. So, first of all, let's tell us about the test. What was it like preparing last week? And, and what was it like playing against Idaho State a week ago? Um, preparing was good. I mean, we, we, we've been looking at them on film and we got a good gist of what they was going to do. And we just came together as a team and just, uh, or as a defense and basically just looked over film and, 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 and got it done. When you know a team's going to throw like that, I mean, you guys are running so many different coverages now on the back end. I've been impressed with the diversity of coverage. But they're, they're going to press you. You know, they're going to win some. You're going to win some. You guys seem to come out with the upper hand in that matchup. What did you see on your interception, and, and how are you able to snare that pick? Um. So, uh, so TC, number three, he um, went in the flats. And Ryder, uh, the boundary safety, he went in the middle of the field. Um, we was playing cover three, and... I just I just trusted that they was gonna do their job and I just did my job and the ball just came was in the air and I ended up catching it. Well, awesome for you and congratulations on getting that pick. Uh, just take us through that part of it, just the, all the different stuff you guys are doing. You don't have to give me the, all the details of the specific coverages, but you guys seem to be switching up a lot of stuff and it seems like being on the same page and communicating is such a huge deal. So how's that part of it going? How do you think you guys have executed when it comes to all the different coverage stuff you guys are doing on the back end? Uh, we yeah, we, like I said before, we just been in the film room, just really talking to each other and just studying our opponent and and just being in practice and making sure we getting all the techniques and everything exactly right so we can perform on Saturday. So that's what basically we, basically we've been doing. We we haven't been doing nothing too too hard. It just been we just been studying and looking at film and and, and uh, studying our opponent and. We was able to 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 do our job on Saturday. Ronald Jackson joining us here on Nuanas now. He's a sophomore defensive back for the University of Montana. How about the transition for you when they brought you in? You were playing a little safety and a little corner. Now you're playing mostly corner. So, um, what's behind that? And also, uh, what do you like about just playing corner right now in this defense? Um, I, I like I like it. Um, it, it, I fit right into the scheme, and I feel like um. It's a good position for me right now, and from going from safety to corner, um, I, I played a little bit nickel at the other school I was at, so it wasn't really a big difference because I, I covered most of the time. But 
for the most part, it, it's been fun. Um, it's been a been a good experience, and I and I like playing with the defense that's around me at that position. Well, you mentioned you came to Montana from Akron, so um, what prompted you to, to to explore new options, and also what have you just thought of life in Montana since you got here? Um, I just just the atmosphere and the fans and and just the brotherhood here. Like it, it's, a, it's a good brotherhood. Like the fans are amazing. I, I've never seen uh, uh, fans like fans so in. Um, so like engaged with the game, like the like the fans are here. So it's been a good experience, and I, I just love playing here. Missoula's a good town, and it just been it just been good for me since I've been here. So when you guys played Ferris State a couple weeks ago, I know you're from Detroit, and and that's for, uh, Michigan school as well. Did you know anybody on the team? Uh, yeah, I knew. Uh, I knew probably two players. I knew one uh, a lot for the most part. I went to. Uh, middle school with one of the uh, players, and he was one. Of, he was my best friend in middle school. So oh, funny. Uh, one of the, yeah. So yeah, I yeah I knew one player, but yeah. Well, uh, coming off of the Idaho State win, I mean, what did that do for you guys? Because I know I know the the talking points and and everything coming out of the Grizz after you guys lost in Flagstaff was disappointment. Uh, you know, a lot of uh, missed opportunities and a lot of mistakes that were sort of uncharacteristic. How big was just a getting a win for you guys last week for a confidence level and just moving things forward? Uh, it was very big for us. Um, we, like I said before, we just came together and we just had to fix. We just had to fix a little bit of things. Um, I don't think it really knocked down our confidence. We we know who we are. We know who we are as a team. So it really didn't knock our confidence down. But we just knew some of the mistakes that we made and went into the film room and and, and talked to our coaches and fixed them. And we just came back out to to the Idaho State game confident, and and yeah, we just came out confident that we we knew we knew who we are, was from the start, and and we never forgot about that. So, yeah. Well, our big game down in California this week. UC Davis, a top twenty team. You guys are a top twenty team. So, just tell us about the Aggies, I man. What sort of things you guys been preparing for? They got a great quarterback. They throw the ball quite a bit. What's the prep been like? And what do you think of this matchup against Davis? Uh, I mean, the prep been like every week with every team we've been playing. We just been is looking at the team schemes and 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 they're, they're, what are, what they're doing as a team and what they do the most. So it's just been uh, we've been preparing like we prepared every week. It, it's just another week, another team. We gotta love it, Ronald Jackson here on Nuanas now, Detroit, Michigan native, transferred from Akron and had his first career pick last week against Idaho State. Ronald, thanks for being here, man. Really appreciate it, and uh, best of luck on Saturday. Uh, thank you for having me. There you go, Al Jackson. He's kind of gone overshadowed a little bit. Um, he's playing. He's actually playing well. I know. I know. We've been a little bit hard on the Grizz the last couple weeks, and uh, they, they certainly have some gaps to close when it comes to, especially on the fronts. But I actually think the defensive secondary has been uh, pretty darn good. Thanks for listening to Nuanas Now. That's our Grizz Star of the Week presented by Ryan and Miller Law. Ryan and Miller Law truly care about this community and the state of Montana. Any sort of legal needs that you have, medical malpractice, car accident, personal injury, or DUI, don't hesitate. Give Ryan and Miller a call. We'll be back at it tomorrow, Jam Pack Show at 4 o'clock. Thanks for listening. Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store.
Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that yeah. might, it must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with their shirt on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. That's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now (laughs) for the University of Montana. What's that like being a Montana kid? Um, It's different for sure. Um, You know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, You know, I just wanted to make sure... Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And, of course, they have Junior Bergen T-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time.